Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney and this is the show where I talk about what's new and happening in industrial automation. And I hope your morning is off to a great start. I've been moving things around here and trying to mount the cameras in different places and whatnot. So we're still in our revamp here in the office, getting ready to film some new lessons on putting together your own PLC trainers. And I'm hoping to, I don't know if it'll happen, but I was hoping to this afternoon to do our first, the automation show live at around three o'clock. But um, I don't know if I'm gonna have Studio B cleaned up in time, we'll see. Just have to play it by ear. But in any case, I did wanna get into the news with you. And um, first up, let's talk about, uh, hey, if you do enjoy the show, please consider liking, following, subscribing, and sharing because it really, really helps us grow our audience and find new vendors to cover on the show. So if you do like it, please consider that. And also I wanna thank our sponsor today, theautomationschool.com. If you know anybody looking for PLC HMI or SCADA training, please consider recommending theautomationschool.com um, because they're our sponsor and they keep the lights on. With that said, I wanna go over to uh, Rockwell Automation for our first press release today. Rockwell announced that they have completed the acquisition of ClearPath Robotics and Auto Motors. We've covered these guys on the, in, uh, in the past on the show. I think the most recent uh, release was the Auto 1200, which could carry up to 1200 kilograms. And uh, the, a lot of AMRs here, a lot of research and development done at this uh, ClearPath as well. So congratulations to Rockwell and to ClearPath. And if we go over to the Auto Motors, you can see now we get the Rockwell Automation Auto Motors up there now. And you got a notice up here talking about the completion. And it's pretty much the same press release. So uh, congratulations to them. And from there, we go to Phoenix Contact. They got a couple of new uh, products this morning. Uh, the first one is this, I'll just read the title, a space-saving EM Pro DC energy meter for tamper-proof measurement and precise billing. So don't know if you guys use a lot of DC energy meters, um, especially for billing. You know, I don't know if you bill out for energy. It's not common, I don't think, in our industry, but probably in the utility industry. But in any case, love to hear your feedback on that. Use the TalkBack link to send your feedback. But if you do, this particular unit goes up to 650 amps and 1,000 volts DC. And with that, we have another new product that's probably more rel related to our industry. And this is a new generation of Ethernet media converters from Phoenix Contact. So you can see here, we've got fiber coming in and Ethernet coming out or vice versa. And um, very interesting product line. It's actually three different versions. There's the standard, there's the uh, wide temperature range model, and then there's the hazardous location model. And uh, I pulled up the uh, product page to get more information. And um, you can see here, like if you had to run, you know, a very long distance and you couldn't just use Cat 6 or Cat 5 or Cat 7, whatever you're using, I lost track. Um, you could, um, you could uh, just put one of these on each end and boom, they do offer a single fiber uh, mode version of this. And you can see all the different mounting uh, ways you can mount this too. I mean, DIN rail probably be the most popular, but in some cases you're not gonna have that depth. So you may wanna mount it flat. And in this chart, this is the chart I was talking about. This one really kind of gives you the matrix of what they do. So you can see they support, on the fiber ports, they support SC duplex, SC simplex, WDM, ST, LC, and SFP. How's that for acronyms, right? And again, you can see minus 10 to plus 60 under standard and then minus 40 to 75 C on the uh, other two models. Um, as far as the transmission speed, 10, 100, 1000 megabits per second and 
24 volt uh, supply. You can see they're going to have to come back and clean these up. These uh, spaces are showing up. And uh, what else do they have here? Um, also, you can see the, um, the different certifications. So for the hazardous location one, you get IECEX, and you've got ATEX, and you get some other things there as well. So interesting new product from Phoenix Contact. From there, we go over to, I should probably mention, I think I mentioned it yesterday too, in an upcoming episode of the Automation Podcast, we do have uh, Phoenix on to talk PLC Next, which I thought was a great show. They even gave us a demo on how to program it, which I thought was awesome. So from there, we go over to SMC, and they have a new product out. This is their compressed air preparation filter. This uh, modular uh, unit is 50% um, lighter and 30% smaller. So if we go down here and look at the, uh, the sizes before and afters, it saves a lot of space. So very interesting. You know, one of the things I love about SMC is they try to keep the price the same, but they're always trying to improve the product, right? Without raising prices, they're constantly just doing R&D to make their products better and better. It's one of the things I love about that company. In any case, you can see that here. You can see the different models here. For any of you who are familiar with SMC and you're listening, we're talking about the AFF series of line filter, the AM series of mist separator, the AMD uh, micro mist separator, and the AMK active activated carbon filter, activated carbon filter. So in any case, very cool there. So from there, just a reminder, we did have them on the show recently, Podcast 171, to talk about their air management system which I thought is really cool. If you're looking to save money, if you're using a lot of compressed air and you're looking to save money, check this out. Very cool stuff. And uh, the potential for large uh, energy savings there is, is huge. You know, being able to go into a standby mode and um, it just, uh, and, and all the uh, condition monitoring built in, very cool stuff. From there, we go over to an event from Universal Robots. Now, if you are thinking about machine tending, like maybe applying it in your facility, this may be the session to go to. This is actually a three-hour session, right? So this is going to be a deep dive from what it looks like. It's going to be a deep dive on machine tending with cobots, okay? And so now I do some conversion here. It says um, 1500 CSE, well, CEST, 1500 CEST, Central European Time. And so on October 16th, so here in, on the East Coast, I believe that's going to be 9 a.m., so you can go and do your own conversion, but we'll still be in daylight savings time, I believe. So it'll be 9 a.m. If we weren't in daylight savings time, it would be, you know, be falling back, it would be 8 a.m. But in any case, um, it's free, it's in English, and it's three hours all about machine tending with Cobot. So very interesting stuff. From there, we got a new download. This is the TIA project server. So if you're doing multiple, uh, have multiple engineers working on a project, you'd want this. And uh, one of the th interesting things I, I heard about this, and I'd love to get an expert on this to come on the show and talk about it, but um, that the, uh, the TIA project server version does not follow TIA portal version anymore. So recently they rebooted it back to version 1.0. This is version 1.2. And um, so very interesting. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of engineering firms out there who are doing a lot of TIA portal already have this deployed in their uh, facilities. From there, we go over to a new document from uh, Rockwell Automation. It's an application technique on IO-Link systems. And if we come down here, we will see a nice chart with all the different products Rockwell has that have IO-Link built in. We've had a lot of people on the show that talk IO-Link. And, uh, oh, we just, I wanted to mention this too. I wanted to thank um, the good folks over at PNF. You know, we've had, um, let me go full screen here. 
We've had RC on the show many times, talking about LiDAR, talking about all kinds of different products. But um, Mark over there sent me, I believe it was Mark who sent me this IO-Link module. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, finding time to play with it. It's always difficult when they're not sponsored, but um, we'll put it on the shelf. I also want to thank IFM. They sent over the camera we covered in uh, one of the recent shows. Again, it's not a sponsored episode, so it's, it's tough to find time, but... Um, I hope to get to play with those two and also include them in the, in the training courses, uh, you know, as always. But in any case, I do want to thank uh, PNF for sending that over. What a great company. Um, let me, let's go back to here, though. This is, uh, so if you're using Rockwell and you want to know what they have for IO-Link, check this out. They show a picture here. If you're listening and not watching, they show a picture here with all kinds of devices. Inductive proxies, temperature sensors, photo eyes, all kinds of stuff. Push buttons that have IO-Link in them, stack lights, and so on. Um, with that... Uh, over at IEEE Spectrum, over at IEEE Spectrum, they have an article about, for sustainable batteries, just add a pinch of salt. So they have some great titles over there of their articles, don't they? Um, in any case, what this article is talking about is, look, with the growth of people using lithium, which, you know, I'm not a fan of, even though I like having it in my cell phone and my laptop, I'm not a fan of it for cars because it's a rare earth mineral, right? We've talked about this many times. But in any case, with the expected growth and mandates for electric vehicles, we're going to run out of lithium apparently in 2024, so far off into the future. In any case, um, what these researchers have found, though, is that they can use something called um, disordered rock salt on the uh, cathodes, right? So right now, the cathodes use very expensive materials, including cobalt, right? And cobalt has a lot of issues because more than half of it comes from the Congo, where mining practices are said to be not so good for the environment or for human beings. Okay, so for animals, insects, and humans, it's not good. So in any case, um, they're hoping to replace it and make, um, make uh, these batteries much, much, much cheaper. I think, uh, what do they say here, a third of the price? I forget, but it's gonna be um, substantially cheaper with these, because you know using cobalt and using other the other rare earth elements just make them more expensive now this doesn't el eliminate the lithium like some of the other battery technologies we talked about but still it's a positive development and i like covering those because i think batteries are where at some of the places we're going to see the biggest breakthroughs that and energy production but uh, batteries in the real short term there's just so many new batteries on the on the on you know being developed right now and with that you know if i think i missed any news there wasn't a lot of news last night when i went out looking for it so um, if you think I missed anything, though, please use the news tip link that sent it over to me. And, um, of course, you can always uh, give me your feedback. You think lithium rocks over rock salt? Well, let me know using the talkback link. And, um, you know, I do, do want to thank theautomationschool.com. They pay the bills here. They keep the lights on. They pay for the studio and the heat and electricity. So they're our sponsor. And uh, we do have more sponsors coming. So I'm looking forward to actually get a meeting tomorrow with one of our sponsors can't wait to uh, start uh, having other new sponsors um, uh, back the show and keep it going. So that's good. But uh, in any case, if you know anybody looking for PLC HMI or skater training, please send them over to theautomationschool.com. And uh, from there, um, I wanted to talk to you about our community, uh, automation.locals.com. This is a community where you can follow for three, free. I know we had a couple new people sign up over the weekend, so we're at 1247, I think. And then if you want to support me with uh, one cup of coffee, a month, that's $2, you can. And um, if you if you are a sponsor, you can ask me anything and you look through some of these threads, you'll see that we've had a, some pretty long back and forths, but I like that, um, 
I like that it's a walled garden. It's just not a free-for-all, right? So um, people who actually sign up to get notifications if I reply to their posts, where in most forms you wouldn't, and it's, you know, it's kind of a mess. You know, people ask questions, never come back and read the answer and so on. So in any case, um, but Ian, um, uh, had, we were going back and forth on the personal messages, and he just made a post saying, hey, how come I can't get to my personal messages? Um, locals got rid of the personal messages. So I kind of prefer doing it uh, in the posts. That way, if somebody has the same question, I can just link to that question. But Locals was offering personal messages. So if you had you wanted to ask something privately, you could. Um, and, and Ian and I were we were going back and forth on it. And um, now they just they got they and I knew that was coming because I was complaining that I couldn't edit my messages because I make typos, right? So just like on LinkedIn, you type a message, you can edit it. Um, and, and you couldn't delete it either. A lot of times you go back delete, like on the old uh, Twitter or Facebook, and when you couldn't edit, you would delete, and then you'd go back in and just repost it again. But in any case, they got rid of, apparently a lot of the big, big, big uh, celebrities were getting in, inundated with messaging. So they just, they got rid of the messaging. So in any case, and, and I always, I, a lot of people email me, and I really, I always direct them here because, it, you know, just to have one place and again, when you do it on email, it doesn't help anybody else except for that one person. It's time consuming. You guys know I have to do so. We all have to do so much email for our jobs that it can be a little annoying to 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 get stuck in email and not feel productive, right? So in any case, um, even my students, we have them post the questions right on the lessons so that all the students take a take a, get a you know advantage of the Q and A. So in any case, that was that. I want to thank everybody who picked up my eBooks, my video collections. Uh, coffee cups and t-shirts really appreciate your support that way and uh, just a reminder that later today once the show is edited uploaded and other things are taken care of all the all the links to everything we covered today will be up here at automate.news and with that i did see a chat come in um from zin or zine uh good morning to you and i just wanted to say hi and i want to say hi to everybody's in the chat i know i don't get to see every chat that comes in from all platforms so i just want to say hi if you're chatting on a platform that doesn't show up here. And with that, I want to wish you all a courageous, fearless, and awesome day. And until next time, my friends, peace.